face off. We are back with another episode of Face Off. My name is Callie. And I'm Tristan. And basically what Face Off is to start us off is a show where we debate two artists of any type of similarity, genre, style, and we we choose four songs by each artist and then we provide an argument before each song as to why we think they're better. So last show, which was a long time ago, we kind of went on a hiatus <laughs> um, yeah. for a I couple months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just like quarantine things, like existential yeah. crisis, like <laughs> it just, it happens. Um, <laughs> so, okay. The last show we did was TLC versus Destiny's Child. And unfortunately, we did not post a poll. So we don't know the outcome, but we are actually thinking of posting a poll in the future for that because we really want to know who's going to win. So this week, we have a really awesome show. It's Elton John versus Queen. And I'm going to be arguing for Elton John and Tristan's going to be doing Queen. How do you feel about this? Um, <laughs> it, it could go either way in terms of how argumentative I feel like I'm going to be. Um, but I think it's a good matchup. And, uh, you know, obviously we're doing this because of the two uh, movies that came out in the past couple of years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a good pairing. Definitely. I always love learning like your passion level at the start of the show for <laughs> the artists <laughs> because y'all <laughs> Tristan can have like his range of passion for these artists is crazy. Like sometimes he'll it be is. like so angry at me the entire show. And then sometimes he'll just be like, yeah, both of them are really good. Like we're just going to celebrate all of yeah. the musicians. It could go either so, way this time. Yeah. We'll it see. It could go either way. We, we don't know. I, yeah. okay. This is how I feel. I, I love both artists. Um, the reason why I chose Elton John is just because I listen to him more. That's the only reason why, but I feel like both are equally as iconic and yeah, I'll, I'll get right into my first song. So, okay. The first song I'm going to play is called your song by Elton John. This was the debut, like best-selling hit that, that really sparked his, his fame. And this is, it really got him to where he is now. Um, so a little background about Sir Elton Hercules John. <laughs> <laughs> that Hercules. name was completely <laughs> Yeah, that name was completely like like constructed by him. Um he was born Reginald Kenneth Dwight. So there's a big difference in his Jeez. his stage name, his name now, and then what he was born with. He was actually knighted by Queen Elizabeth for just being an icon Alive. in 1998. Okay. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um, what he's known for um, is a lot of his piano skills is like what makes him who he is. Um, and I'll get into that later, but he's a singer, a songwriter, a pianist, and a composer. He's done so many 
different types of music. Like he's done plays and musicals and movies and just obviously his songs. So he, he just has a really vast catalog of things he's done. And he has a lot of this to thank um, to Bernie Toppin, who is his songwriter. And Bernie Toppin, they met in 1967, which was a really long time ago, but they met through a newspaper ad. And the way that they come up with songs, I think is really interesting, is uh, Bernie will write a song in like a minute. And then, or no, not a minute, (laughs) an hour, sorry. (laughs) Bernie will write a song in an hour and then, and then, uh, Elton John will compose to the, to those lyrics in 30 minutes and they'll be in two separate rooms while they're doing it. So that's been their, like their style forever. They like, they've done this since they've, they met the very first day. So I think that's really cool. Um, and so this song blew up. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and play it. It's called Your Song. It's a little bit funny This feeling inside I'm not one of those who can easily hide I don't have much money I think that one of the reasons I'm conflicted is because I can't really say anything negative about the music. Like to me personally, that song is like boring, uninteresting. I wouldn't listen to it again, <laughs> but I, I, I think his songwriting is probably really good. And um, I can see why other people would really like his music, um, but it's not, not necessarily for me. And with British music in particular, like immediately if it's British, then it's like negative five points already, like right off the bat. And it has to I don't understand that. (laughs) It has to earn my favor because British music is just, and and like movies and entertainment is just so weird and like not American. It's just, anyways. So. (laughs) I would say that Elton John, at least in the US, is, is more popular than Queen, or at least at the time. I, I, I think uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> as as a pianist, this song is is crazy um, because yeah. his talent in composing um, is just 
like people who try to learn his songs are like they say that it's so hard to learn his songs and sing at the same time and just the fact that he his sheer talent to be able to do that and perform um perform his song oh my god siri (laughs) shut up siri Um, well, I I think the there's actually a lot of similarities between Elton John and Queen, and I think that's another reason, or and Freddie Mercury, and that's another reason that I can't really. Mm-hmm. I'm conflicted is because they both have similar talents. Like they're both really good pianists and singers, and uh, they were really they good do, friends too. Oh, really? Yeah, they like he uh, Elton John played at a tribute show to Freddie Mercury after he died yeah and they, so yeah that, so that tribute show is actually the biggest tribute show ever to any musician and i think it it was seen by like 1.2 billion people which is crazy that's insane yeah um so yeah my song my first song is going to be killer queen um this is from sheer heart attack in 1974 and the weird thing about queen is that for me, I always thought of them as an 80s band. Like I thought that their like prominence was in the 80s and they did tour in the 80s, but they actually stopped touring in America in the early 80s because um, of homophobia that Freddie Mercury would get at concerts, which is pretty crazy. And most of their like peak queen music is in like mid to late 70s. Um so they formed in 1970, and if you've seen the movie, it kind of gives you a, a basic understanding of their formation. So the original members um, were in a band called Smile in a college, and it was Brian May, Roger Taylor, and John Deacon. Or, or, that's the classic lineup. And then Freddie Mercury joined, um, and they renamed to Queen, and they really didn't get a lot of um, like interest from labels, but eventually they did put out um, two albums, so Queen and Queen Two. And so I kind of perused them and listened to most of them and like got an idea of the sound. And it sounds like okay, this makes sense. It's very much inspired by like their contemporaries of the time, and like it sounds like very much like Led Zeppelin. Um, but you can see like the basis of like where they will uh, come to fruition. And then Sheer Heart Attack, which is the album in 1974 that Killer Queen is on, you really see a lot of their stylistic um, uniqueness. And the the cool thing about their music is that you can't really pin it into one um, genre. Like they take influences from prog rock and classic rock and um, heavy metal and R&B. And then especially later in the, into the eighties when they get super experimental, it's like funk and, uh, and pop and dance and all this crazy stuff. And it's super cool. And they do a really good job at all of it. Um, so I think that killer queen is like the perfect example of one of their earlier songs. That's like, we're going to have, have this like, classical operatic feel you know like baroque pop with um with these really cool guitars like juxtaposed with it and it has this really cool like cadence to the song that's like totally atypical and and interesting so um yeah this is killer queen 
She keeps them always shunned in a pretty cabinet with the cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. Building a remedy for Chris Job and Kennedy. like hella Broadway vibes and not in a bad way. I feel like Broadway like was inspired. A lot of Broadway songs were inspired by Queen in a way. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's, it's so interesting and kind of ironic that Elton John has more like, like, uh, f- like he has his foot more in like the Broadway world than Queen does. But yeah. <laughs> His music sounds a lot less like what a Broadway song would sound like. So that's interesting. Okay, on to my next song, which is Rocket Man. I'm going to talk a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, so this was the song that the movie, the the biopic Rocket Man. Biopic. uh, I'm sorry. I hate when people <laughs> like say it both ways. Okay, I, I'm gonna say it my own way. Um, <laughs> just kidding. So the biopic Rocket Man uh, of Elton John. This was it's what it's named after, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about his music style. So in his early years, he a lot of his music can be described as classic rock, but I think the twist that he puts on it is that it's mostly piano driven. There's, there's some acoustic guitar, but it's, it's very much piano driven. And so he, he kind of has two different styles that he does either like a very um, like, like classic rock anthem or a more poppy ballad. And I think he's he's great at both. You know, you have on on the more rock side, you have like Crocodile Rock and I'm Still Standing. And then on the ballad side, you have Tiny Dancer, which is his his most popular song, which I was going to play today. But I I I like these songs better. Um, And so. Yeah. So in the 70s, he had a lot of acoustics and just straight like piano uh, guitar and vocals. And then towards the 80s, he got into more synthesizers, electric pianos, and and pianos, acoustic pianos become less common in his songs. And I think between Freddie Mercury and Elton John, coming from a more objective point of view, I guess, <laughs> for, <laughs> 
I love both artists. So it's hard for me to just, you know, pit one against the other because I feel like they both have a lot of similarities. They're both very iconic. Um, Freddie Mercury to me has the most unique voice. And as a vocalist, I think he has more impact is on the music industry just by his vocals and the way that he used them. So his songs really bring out his voice and, and he just uses that talent to the most he could ever had used it. That's such a bad sentence, but, (laughs) but like, he's just like, yeah, that's what he's famous for. But I think that Elton John on the other side is more well known for his music composition and I think both of them can exist in the same sphere that's why it's kind of hard to face off both of these artists because I think they can both exist um, being that their strengths are in different areas so and also I think just in general (laughs) this is kind of a a controversial (laughs) statement (laughs) but (laughs) an artist's status changes after their death you know they come they become more iconic people remember them as being something maybe like more I mean obviously Freddie Mercury is a legend but I think if Elton John had also died (laughs) I feel like they would they would be on the same level (laughs) but a lot of people are like oh my god Freddie Mercury um just not just because he died, but like more so because he died. So I agree. I was thinking that too, when I was listening to the music. And, and so, okay, with this song, rocket man, I do have to come out and say, it sounds a lot like space oddity by David Bowie. And a lot of people at the time (laughs) said it was a knockoff of the song, (laughs) but it's actually an original song. It wasn't, at all a knockoff or none of the music was inspired by Space Oddity. Actually, uh, Bernie Taupin, who who had the idea for the song originally, was driving to his parents' house while he like thought of the lyrics. And <laughs> he he was two hours away from his parents' house. And so he thought that this would be like a really big hit and it did turn out to be a really big hit. So he literally sung these lyrics for two hours straight so he wouldn't forget them because he didn't have a tape recorder. He didn't have like a notepad to stop and write it down. So he sang the chorus to this song for two hours and then when he got home, he wrote it down. So that's just a little anecdote for the background of Rocket Man, and I'm gonna go ahead and play it. She packed my bags last night, free flight. Zero out, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. Such a time 
So you said somewhere in your argument that um, you think that Elton John is more skilled with like composition, but my next song is Bohemian Rhapsody and everything about that song would like to, to disagree with that because it is the most expansive experimental song that is, by the way, the most streamed song from the 20th century. The most streamed song of the 20th century as of 2018. Um, and it's Sonic... Uh, okay, so here, here's a quote from Wikipedia. Um, Sonic experimentation figured heavily in Queen's songs. A distinctive characteristic of Queen's music are the vocal harmonies, which are usually composed of the voices of May, Mercury, and Taylor, best heard on the studio albums, A Night at the Opera, and A Day at the Races which are the albums. So A Night at the Opera is the one that Bohemian Rhapsody is on in 1975. Um, and it was their most uh, expensive, it was the most expensive album made ever at that point. Um, so some of the groundwork, yada, yada, yada. Um, besides vocal harmonies, Queen were also known for multi-tracking voices to imitate the sound of a large choir through overdubs. And according to Brian May on Bohemian Rhapsody, there are over 180 vocal overdubs in the song, which I think is absolutely insane. And the song is completely different, like from beginning to end, because the beginning is like this really nice ballad with like super intriguing lyrics. And it's like, I don't even know what this is about, like, but it's really uh, like endearing. And then the middle just goes into this crazy operatic section. And then by the end, it's this amazing rock solo and or, uh, guitar solo. And everything about this song is just amazing. Um, and something that's awesome about it is that it is widely accredited with heralding the age of the music video because the music video is iconic. And at the time, I think it was more uh, customary to just do like a, a concert video but they actually made it into a concept video where you actually see them with like the overhead light and they're all kind of um, kind of like their Queen 2 album cover like that um, and kind of this mysterious gospel looking uh, video. And it was just a promotional video, but it became so popular and it was like several years before MTV even came out and made music videos like a thing. Um, so at this point, A Night at the Opera, this whole album is like peak queen, like this is their sound and like no one is really doing anything like it. And just technically the things they're doing with their music are pretty insane. Um, so this is Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, 
mia, mamma mia. Mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me. offer kind of a rebuttal to what you said earlier about you Mm. know while I agree that this song Bohemian Rhapsody is well composed and it's you know obviously the most listened to song of the 20th century um, I disagree in your claim that it supersedes Elton John's talent in composing I think that that Okay, here's why. So Elton John is able to write a song in an hour and his natural ability, just like that talent right there, an hour is what takes him to write a song so complex, so complicated that people think it's incredibly hard to just play his songs as pianists and sing them at the same time. And I think it took Freddie Mercury. Okay, I watched the movie like a couple months ago, but I remember in the movie it taking him a very long time to write that song. And I'm not saying that it it lacks in creativity. Obviously, it's more creative than I think what Elton John puts out. It's more experimental. It has more sounds. It has just it has more new sounds. But I think. I think there's a difference in being able to write and churn out a hit in an hour versus like taking a couple months. I don't. Okay, I'm not gonna say I don't. I know how long it took to write the song because I didn't. I didn't research that beforehand. But I remember from the movie something about this song taking forever to write. So I need us to to, to get the facts straight. But but yeah i think i think that argument is doesn't really make sense if you know like yes the creativity is there in the in the composition but the natural ability doesn't just it, it it's it's not as as the talent isn't as there as it is with elton john that's just what i have to say on that so <laughs> just wait for my song, rebuttal <laughs> okay so the next song i'm playing is benny and the jets and this song reminded me a lot of the queen song we will rock you it's a very like stadium like the song was meant to play in a stadium you know and and that's what freddie mercury had in mind when he wrote the song we will rock you is he wanted something that people could sing to and dance to and to me this is elton john's version of that i really like it it's kind of like futuristic it kind of has like this like like glam rock feel i guess like it's not like completely rock it's like has this little like like feminine part to it which i really like so In terms of performing, um, and 
Elton John has performed, I I literally can't even like fathom how many times he's performed. He's like, how old is he now? Did, like 70? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like 80 and he's, he's like, been around still the block. performing. <laughs> um, so <laughs> he's also one Emmy away from being an EGOT. Oh, so yeah, nice. he's gotten he's gotten a Grammy. He's gotten multiple Grammys. He's gotten a couple Oscars and then a couple Tonys too for The Lion King. He did Billy Elliot, Billy Elliot the musical, and then a musical called Ada, I believe. Yeah, and. So yeah, he's had success in musical films, theater. He's performed at a number of like royal events for <laughs> England. <laughs> the the most famous one being the funeral of Princess Diana at Westminster Abbey. They were very good friends. They both went through um well, they both had eating disorders for um like at the same time, basically. And they were both friends. Not to say that that's a good thing, but they kind of, you know, like understood each other being in fame and having a lot of pressure. And also Elton John um, went through substance abuse in the early 1970s. He had a lot of pressure on him by his, his record label, his manager, John Reed. John Reed is in both bohemian rhapsody and rocket man because he was i think he was the manager of both right uh it depends at what time because there's different managers throughout the years yeah so he he had connections to both elton john and queen and he was just like an asshole like (laughs) at least what the movie conveyed was that he just he screwed everybody over and more more than just in the music industry, but in Elton John's personal life and with his money too. So, um, so back to what I was saying about Elton John's performing abilities, he's done 26 shows at Madison square garden. He's collaborated with like so many artists, some of which are John Lennon, Lady Gaga. He recently did a feature on Lady Gaga's new album the song is called Sime from Above. And oh, yo, yeah. This, yeah, I heard that. That song is so good. I love it. So here he's also done a performance, I think, at the Grammys with Eminem. Yeah, and, that sounds right. <laughs> and in 2006, he said he wanted to get into R&B and hip hop. And I, <laughs> <laughs> to that, I say Elton... I think you're better off in like the rock genre. It's so like, he's still trying to do that because there's a logic song where logic has like this voicemail that Elton John left him after his one 800 performance at the Grammys. And it's like logic and Elton John, that does not go well together, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. Elton John really wants to work with Pharrell Snoop Dogg, Kanye West, like he's said it before that he wants to work with them. Uh, So I think that's funny. But uh, yeah, so he's had a lot of collaborations and performances with very like prolific artists. He while he performs, I think this is this is really interesting about Elton John is that he really likes to improvise. 
during his performances. So he can make like Rocket Man, which is a five minute song, turn into 10 minutes. And I think that's the magic of seeing him in person is that he doesn't just like spit out the song and like that's like moves on. He really like makes sure you're getting the show that like you came to see. And even in the movie, I remember seeing him play Crocodile Rock, the way that they, that whole scene of him playing for the first time at the Troubadour when he played Crocodile Rock and everybody like lifts off the floor. I think that's the feeling of, uh, that everyone gets while, while they listen to him. So, and, and just one more thing about his, his performing abilities, his vocals. So he actually did have vocal surgery in 1987 and that's like a while after like 1970 was when he blew up so that's like almost 20 years after but in his early years he had a very high falsetto voice um and then after like if you listen to the difference i watched a couple videos his voice is now like really deep and like it projects really strong and just like it, it yeah, the resonance is like way higher than than before. So I think that's interesting. He has a very different voice now. But people still love him while he performs, even though he's, you know, he's getting up there in age. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. I'm going to play right now Benny and the Jets. That, that was that song, Benny and the Jets. Yeah, that song is awesome. Um, I love artists that can improv like that and and span out a song. Like especially when you see an artist in concert and it's like it's a unique experience that you're not getting from just listening to their music. Usually, like it makes it really special. Um, so you said you gave an example of him composing a song in thirty minutes, right? Or was it in an hour? Yeah, both. I think it was 30 minutes for Elton John and an hour for Bernie Taupin. So I, I'm, not, I'm not playing Another One Bites the Dust yet, but just to refute that, Another One Bites the Dust, um, 
they wrote in 10 minutes and then recorded it in 30 minutes, which is pretty insane. All, all I'm going to say. Anyways. That is insane. Like, but really what that proves is that both of these people are insanely talented. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, so my next song is called White Man. And what I like to do usually is have at least like one song that I feel like people who are listening to this haven't listened to yet from Queen. Like I don't, I had never heard of this song before. It's not one of their most popular songs by far. So it's it's on the album, A Day at the Races in 1976. Um, and it comes right after Somebody to Love, which uh, you've definitely heard before. And this song is freaking awesome. Like I am obsessed with this song. It's It's like, so ahead of its time in terms of like how progressive it is like it's about it basically narrates like the um uh uh white invasion of native americans in america and it's like the songwriting on this song is so good and just like reading the lyrics is like so powerful and the first minute of the song is just like this quiet silent buildup and it's like, oh, this is this is going to get real crazy real quick. And then it just drops and it's this hard hitting, like heavy metal rock. And it's like, wow, this this is some crazy rock that I wouldn't even expect from the 70s. Like if you had told me this was made in the 90s, like I might believe you. And it's it's so good. And I've never even heard of it before. Um, and then totally unconnected to anything I was just saying. You, you were talking about vocal surgery on Elton John, and I just happened to be listening to this Joe Rogan interview of Miley Cyrus the other day, and she got vocal surgery like a year ago maybe, and she sounds like, on a, like not the same at all. Not that she Wait, doesn't... that's why she sounds so different. Yeah, like her new songs this year oh sound gosh. totally different. It's so weird. Her voice is so deep and she sounds like a sm- like a heavy smoker. A like, smoker. Yo, like she- I was thinking that. I was like, did she just like go through puberty late or something? <laughs> like, what yeah. happened? Yeah, it's crazy. I needed to tell someone that. Um, appar- apparently it's from smoking and from uh, vocal strain, from just constantly practicing and not resting. Um, so she had my to get a surgery. My mind is blown. Yeah. Um, so anyway, my mind is blown. <laughs> so this is White Man. i 
right. So the last song I'm going to play by Elton John is called I'm Still Standing. And I had a lot of trouble choosing which song to pick as my last song because I really wanted to do Crocodile Rock. I think both of those songs sound the same. I also wanted to do a song called Sacrifice, which is a really beautiful ballad, but it kind of mimics your song in a way. So I wanted to play something different and more upbeat and rock and roll. So I went with this song, which came out in 1983. So a while, about 10 years after his, his initial blow up. So this, the song you played before actually is a really good transition into what I'm going to talk about because Elton John is a really huge advocate for HIV and AIDS issues all around the world. And he even has his, his own foundation. So he's very, it's called the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Yeah. So he's very politically involved and I just kind of wanted to talk about his history in the social stratosphere, not so much the music stratosphere, because that's what this song is about. I'm still standing is it's kind of his, or at least in the, what, how the movie portrayed it, 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 it came when it came out and I saw this song, it was in the, like, I, I want to say it was after his, his, he went to rehab and he came out with this song, like, I'm still standing, like, I went through all these issues, and, like, I'm still here. So, yeah, so uh, Elton John, throughout the first 10 years of his music career, I want to say, or maybe 20 years, I believe, he had multiple, uh, like, girlfriends, he had, like, a wife, but he came out as bi, I think, in... Oh, wait, that was 1976. So that was only six years after, like, he became a very famous musician. So, and then he announced that he was gay in 1988. So I think this is really big because this is the time where, you know, you had, like, the the LGBTQ um, activists, activism and movement kind of in the 1970s. And then... Once the HIV AIDS issue came out, um, there was a lot of discrimination against the LGBTQ community. And so he was a really huge uh, spokesperson and advocate for gay rights, LGBTQ rights. Um, and he, uh, let's see what, yeah. So he, uh, back to this dude named John Reed, they were in a relationship together but in the movie, um, the T was that he just basically screwed him over financially and just in the relationship, he cheated on him and he was still his manager, but he made him like, you know, perform when he didn't want to and just he overworked Elton. And uh, <coughs> yeah, so that that was a really big cause for all of. Elton John's like, like substance abuse issues and, and eating disorder and stuff like that. So one thing I have to say about 
about um, Elton John's political stance is that he he has this like <laughs> really funny thing that uh, that Jesus is gay. Like he like <laughs> says that a lot. <laughs> and so I think the reason why I think it's funny is because the Christians, like the hardcore Christian people will like come at him and be like, we're gonna like, you need to die like with all these death threats. And obviously it's just ironic because the Christians and the very religious people are out here making death threats, yet they're supposed to be like these, you know, like, like holy, like religious people. I just think that's so, like when I heard that, I thought that was so funny. Um, so yeah, he's very closely associated with lots of AIDS charities. And um, yeah, like I mentioned before, he performed at Freddie Mercury's um, tribute show, which I believe Freddie Mercury died of HIV AIDS. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so this song I am playing as a, a monument to all of the work he's done Um politically and for the LGBTQ community. So this is I'm Still Standing. Uh, I love that song. That's my my favorite of the songs I think that you played. Um, and my final song is going to be another one bites the dust. Um, so that's my favorite song. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this song is from their 1980 album called The Game, and this song is super cool because they're experimenting with like funk and and rock and it's super atmospheric and the thing that's so like what's funny about it is that it sounds like billy jean like the drum kit and like the slow pace and it's super atmospheric and actually michael jackson saw this song in concert uh at a queen concert and backstage told um freddie mercury or i guess the band that they should release another one bites the dust as a single and then they did, and it became their most successful single ever, which I think is super cool. Um, 
so yeah, this song is super awesome. It's super atmospheric and like you wouldn't really expect it coming from the previous songs that I played, but they, they just like do this style so well. And there's a lot of other experiment experimentation they do like with their next album, hot space. Um, and there's a lot of personal strife in the band um, that you see is kind of like the major conflict and like the last half of um, of the Bohemian Rhapsody of, in the movie. Um, and then there's this is when their manager, Paul Prenter, is kind of like there's a strife between Paul Prenter and like the other members of the band. And they think, you know, there's this weird thing going on with uh, Freddie and, and him. And so anyways, there's there's some speculation that in the movie that whole conflict is played up more than what actually happened, which is interesting. So um, when you're watching that movie, just kind of take it with a grain of salt. Um, but uh, yeah, and then another interesting fact, when they recorded Under Pressure on their Hot Space album um, in 1982, they were just making the song and... Sorry, I really love that song. <laughs> that song makes me so happy. <laughs> um, and, I was hoping you were gonna play it, but I realized that David Bowie is in it, so that way, like, make it. Maybe that's why you didn't play it. I don't know, but I love that song. So, and when they were recording it, David Bowie just like hopped by, like was in the studio that day, and just literally came in and they recorded it with them, and it was like that. That's why he's in the song, like no other reason. And they that's don't really so cool. they don't really do features like that. So I think that's so cool. Um, so yeah, this is another one bites the dust. hard to stop that song <laughs> that's such a good oh, song oh i love it so much you know i had i just had an epiphany so queen yeah is okay okay there's queen and elton john queen is like the single like ready to mingle vibe and then elton john is the like in a cute couple like romantic like ballad like 
<laughs> what? <laughs> like, Queen gives me, like, main character vibes, whereas Elton John is, like, like what? in love vibes, you know? <laughs> in, in, like, a movie? Just, like, in general, yeah, like... Like, what? okay, hearing that song, another one by Sadus, like, you feel like you're the main character in your world. Like, you know, like, you're just this independent yeah. Yeah, like, like, woman, don't yeah. need no man. But, like, with Elton John, you're like, oh, like, let me just, like, have a significant other and enjoy this song with him. I you guess. know, like, do you, don't you get those vibes? Not from every <laughs> song. <laughs> Like, Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't give me, like, a single and ready to mingle vibe. Really? For me, that gives me even more main character vibes. Because you, like, it's a whole one-man show. Like, that's Bohemian Rhapsody is just uh, yeah. this whole musical in a song. <laughs> that's such a weird way to put it. <laughs> and then, like, Elton John is over here, like, Tiny Dancer... Your song, like Elton John's. <laughs> Elton John's the type of guy to show up at your window and like sing you a love song yeah. with the piano. <laughs> Literally, and then Queen is gonna like pull out a electric guitar and just yeah, like, yeah. wake you up at five a.m. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Honestly, okay. Conclusion: I love them both. After hearing. Another one by Sadus. I just like I can't choose between either, um, because I love both. I think They're Elton John good. still still reigns a little bit more in my mind because I listen to Elton John more. But I mean, both I, I can't decide. Mm. Well, that's that's the show, everyone. Um, so <laughs> An anticlimactic end to the show. <laughs> so. <clears throat> You can follow us uh, at Face Off Chicago, I think, on Instagram and social media Tristan. and whatever. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to have a poll up on that Instagram account as well as our own personal one. So you can follow us at Tristan Wilbers, T-R-I-S-T-E-N-W-I-L-B-E-R-S. And then at Cali Ref, C-A-L-L-I-E-R-A-F-F. So there you go. follow us there. Vote on who you think wins who is the better artist and we will see you next week and maybe we'll we'll have an answer on the tlc and destiny's child debacle i know people have been waiting months <laughs> just on the edge of their seats like oh god right who's gonna win <laughs> i know like people people have been yamming me all over yeah. the place just wondering like yeah. who won my, my email <laughs> inbox is full dude it's Ugh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace out.